Welcome to episode 219 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And we're back. Um, the offseason has officially begun, and it started off hot. Uh, smoking hot, actually, to start. Um, biggest trade so far, Bradley Beal was traded to the Suns. Um, obviously, if you follow basketball at all, you've heard about that by now. Um, in exchange for for Landry Shamit and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul immediately, well, not immediately, but shortly after got sent to the Warriors. Um, Where do you want to start? Here. Uh, we, we started with the Suns. Um, odd trade for the Suns because watching them last year, I feel like especially into the playoffs, the biggest thing they needed was depth. Um, Didn't address that. The, Right, didn't address that yet, at least. Uh, one major thing they did need was another wing or <laughs> shooting guard. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, what do you think about that? It's just crazy to me. Like, this doesn't make any basketball sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, now, time has gone on. You know, we talked about this before, but even more time has passed. And now I'm more like, like, I have to see the full picture because right now you're not putting a competent roster together. Right. I mean, right. I mean, you really think about it. You, you talk about them not having depth. Who was the one bench guy who got them a win in the playoffs? Damn they it. just got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. The one guy who got a real chance to contribute was the first guy gone. He's been a really good bench guy everywhere he's been. A little inconsistent, but a lot of it was is kind of the role he gets. You know, teams force him to play a fucking point guard, which is just insane. Right. But again, like to your point, like depth is so critical and they got worse. Yeah, definitely. You know, I really can't even picture their fifth starter because everybody they tried this past playoff run, it didn't work. And yeah, either they it didn't work the or they, guys. Yeah, either it didn't work or they just like lost confidence in him after one like just you know rough game. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, new coach, so maybe new philosophy coming in with the depth. Um, maybe a new way to use them because I mean, Monty Williams is not that he didn't have depth last year; he just didn't use a lot of it. Yeah, so Vogel maybe um, may come in and. You know, first first thing he does maybe is use the depth. He's always been pretty good at using depth throughout his career. Um, but yeah, it, it is strange. It is strange. It's very like a pickup basketball team they have there. They yes. they've also come out and said that they're moving forward with Aiton. They're gonna have Aiton next year for sure. Um, so we'll see what happens. How they get that guard spot, point guard spot, and uh, if they bolster their bench at all or just come in. You know, similar to last. It's such a weird look because Beal is essentially an inferior Devin Booker. Mm, Yeah. And and two years ago, we could have had like a really in depth discussion if Beal was coming in to maybe take that, you know, number one spot on the team. But Booker has gotten better over the last couple of years and Beal has essentially got worse. Yeah. Beal hasn't been healthy at all last two seasons. Booker has been really durable. I mean, he's and he's been consistent and Beal hasn't been consistent. And um, 
Beal's been on the worst team in the NBA twice since then, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is strange. I think Beal may may be uh a better playmaker than he's he gets credit for sometimes, but still a lot of ball stoppers on this team. So we just haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, that too. Because I I do think like either if Booker and Beal could really transition to like primary playmakers, and and Booker mm-hmm. has done it in like short stretches where cp's been hurt yeah but like mostly in the regular season and it's like towards the end of the year where the games for a lot of the teams aren't the same yeah but to me like that's the formula that has to work is one of these guys has to become an elite playmaker yeah i agree and they've shown flashes so i'm not completely like they're not hopeless right when you don't have depth the margin for error is like this Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just it's hard for me to imagine them exceeding those kinds of expectations with no depth. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Now, Chris Paul to the Warriors. Very interesting move here. This was this was a plot twist for sure. Yeah. And he got traded for nothing, right? Just for picks. Pool. Oh, that's right. Pool. Jordan Pool. Right. It's nothing. The pool era in uh, Golden State nothing, has come to an end. <laughs> nothing for the Warriors as far as this season went. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I forgot Pool is going to the Wizards. Um, I actually really like Pool for the Wizards. Uh, I think I think he's going to take a lot of shots. I, I want to see him. Like I want to see the absolute most we could see from him. Me too. I do too. Because with the Warriors, like I can't really tell if his ceiling is higher than they've shown us or lower. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I feel like we could figure out a little bit clearer on DC. Another thing with him being there is people underestimate the pressure it is playing on a contender. Like you have to have a certain level of consistency. Especially a young guy. You have to have, yeah, and you have to have a certain level of intensity. And, you know, when the team is contending, you're never really safe on the team unless you're the Splash Brothers, as obviously this offseason has already shown. Um, Now on a team where he can get be a little loose, he can make some mistakes, um, he can take a lot of shots, have a good game, have a bad game, and still come out there and kind of be needed. Like the Warriors, if he had a bad game, they're just like, all right, we'll just figure it out without pool. Uh, for the rest of the game, you know, right. for the next three quarters. But on this Wizards team, um, he'll be in a spot where they kind of need him. I mean, even win or lose, they kind of need him out there. Uh, so I think we will see a different version of him. Um, yeah. it'd, be a true, version of him probably. it'd be a true test because the attention is going to be on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, to your point with the Warriors, he's the second to like fifth option a lot of the time. Here, you know, I, I, it's hard to imagine him being a number two to anybody else on this roster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's different when you don't, when you're on a team where you can't be doubled. Like you couldn't double pool on the Warriors. Doubling right. Steph is one thing, but doubling pool and leaving Steph and Clay or something here, like that. Here, they're going to load up on him. Yeah. Yeah, they might triple team. <laughs> if he's oh, yeah. having a good game, he's going to get double teamed. I wouldn't be team. surprised if the Wizards, by some miracle, are good. His assist uh-huh. numbers will probably be sky high. Yeah. 
Fool is capable of leading the league in points and assists. 100%. <laughs> like, I also 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. But this is, if he does that, Wizards will be really bad. Like Most he, likely. He, he could probably have a high assist number and the Wizards be good, but if he's leading the league in scoring and assists, it's a wrap. He'll be leading the league in turnovers, too, at that, at that point. <laughs> I, I won't be mad at him at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really um, so, but C, CP to the Warriors, what, what do you think about that? How do you think that helps them? Big difference? You know what I think? I actually think this helps CP more than anybody. Mm, okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, first, like, I couldn't even picture this being a destination for him. Me either. Uh, and that was kind of insane. So it, it really took me a while to process like him going to join the Splash Brothers. And I was joking about pool being nothing, but the the CP, I would think if I'm the Wizards, like I probably w- was looking for somewhere for CP to like really contribute. But once I saw Pool's name like available, you have to pull that trigger. Yeah, you know, someone that young, someone that explosive. That talented, so it probably wasn't really on the radar until they found out pool was available. Yeah, I mean, and it's still kind of a lopsided trade for me just because CP's older, but yeah, it's interesting. So they've lost two people off the bench already. DiVincenzo has declined his option, they lost um, depth. They were another team, depth was a massive concern for them. Yeah, yeah, and it becomes more of a concern. Like, this is a bad gamble, especially, like, looking at it hypothetically. Mm-hmm. But but CP gives, like, a bench presence. Because even if he starts, he's going to be playing with the second unit a ton. Yeah. He gives, There's like, no a chance con- he starts. No yeah, chance. I just, I can't really picture how they would make that work. But, yeah. um, with, it's fascinating. They finally get somebody to, like, control the game off the bench. Yeah. And they haven't had that for a while. Like, they've had good players like pull off the bench, but they mm-hmm. haven't had like a Sean Livingston to control everything. Right. And that's why you see like the, the their shot quality, the, the pace of their play is very, it varies so much. Yeah. And that's Igudala. Igudala is another one. Yeah. But CP to me like clears up how they're going to play. Mm hmm. And I, I, they still haven't addressed the final problem, which was a front court. Right. Having one, and if Draymond leaves, you literally don't have one. Yeah, I mean, not one that can score. Right. And and yeah. that was a massive problem. So to me, like, even with even if CP was like five years younger, I'd still be looking at this team that they need a big man. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. But I still love how CP should, in theory clean up the shot selection for the other young guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that their bench was lacking basketball IQ more than anything. And now, I mean, you exactly. got one of the highest IQ players to ever play basketball uh, on the bench now. So um, I think that's going to be fantastic. I mean, we've seen him with teams that, you know, were – like ragtag group of guys before yeah. even way back to the Hornets, the, his little thunder run, oh, um, yeah. the Rockets when Harden wasn't playing or hurt. 
CP led that Rockets team. They looked great. So I wouldn't be surprised if you put out there, put a new five out there, like five in, five out with CP there and just a bunch of whoever the Warriors pick up, which is normally yeah. just random guys. Uh, I, I think it probably still works really well against any second unit in the league. And that's a good – the Houston example is, to me, my probably the one I think of the most in, in relation yeah. to this because, like, Houston, he was coming in. I had the same mindset of, like, I don't really see this working. Mm-hmm. And it never him and Harden didn't really look good together, mm-hmm. but they were like as a team they were very good. They were, yeah. And their playoff run when they were playing together, they looked like a clear cut contender. Mm-hmm. And it, like that is is a similar situation where you can't really visualize how it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still I still respect the, how the Warriors play. I think CP is going to fit in easily. You know, I don't think yeah. he's going to be – you're not going to depend on him to run the second unit. That'll just be an option. Right. That's what right. I love about it. CP might average 10 assists off the bench on this team, to be honest. Which would no be very possible for him. Easily. Yeah. And we'll see who else the Warriors get before we really – um, like, it's hard to judge this overall for, like, the Warriors, like, how the team is going to be. Without yeah. seeing what else they get, like you said, I wouldn't even say like and... I wouldn't even say the rest of their offseason. Draymond is the key for them. Like we really can't picture them as a contender if Draymond doesn't come back. Yeah, unless it's like really something spectacular that they get in front of, in like in his yeah. replacement, like really spectacular. Yeah, which I haven't really seen any like hypotheticals or or ideas, so I I, I don't know who would even be available. Yeah. There's really not many that would be that much better, so no, it, it would be kind of tough. Okay, um, now another trade. Chris asks Porzingis. Wizards obviously are are you know unloading everyone, engaging so, in the rebuild. I like it. Yeah, yep. So Porzingis gets traded to Boston in exchange for. Uh, Tyus Jones, Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and Marcus Smart gets sent to the Grizzlies. Uh, so it's a three-team trade. Celtics get Porzingis, Wizards get Jones, Gallinari, Muscala, and the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. And there's a couple picks in there, but uh, we'll talk about those later. Um, wow, this was this was the first wow trade for me. Um. Smart getting traded was a shock. I know that they, like Celtics fans, have been kind of down on Smart this past season, but I was down on the whole team. I thought Smart was doing what he does. Uh, Smart spoke out against the team a few times, um, talking about the selfishness of the team, and you know they they played better every time he did that. They did. Yeah, responded every single time. Yeah, he showed a lot of leadership for them. Um, he had a couple of in- injuries here and there the last two seasons, but now he is going to the Grizzlies. Um, Wizards Hall in this, I'm not really impressed. Uh, I don't think it really does much. Glad Gallinari is off the Celtics because it just would have been crazy. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> sucked that he got hurt. Uh, you yeah, know, the whole I, he would have been a massive. He would have had a massive impact. Uh, if they if they use them, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I do like Tyus Jones and, and Poole kind of sharing the backcourt for the Wizards. Yeah, Tyus Jones has kind of been waiting for a starting spot, starting chance, I guess. Um, we've seen times without John Morant on the floor where he's stepped up Great. and looked really, really good. But I don't know if I would want that for a full season. I don't know if he can do that for a full season. I guess we'll see. But Yeah, I'm, um, I'm fresh off Monty Morris, so I'm, I'm hesitant to trust uh, longtime bench guards uh, coming into the starting lineup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, lastly, I mean, Celtics, Porzingis, huge, huge, um, uh, I won't say upgrade, but a big-time player. Um, obviously, an instant starter for them. Horford is getting older. I think that a lot of the ways they use Horford are ways that Porzingis is going to be used as well, right? Catch-and-shoot threes, um, inside kind of guard the stretch stretch centers um it's gonna be interesting really really nice shot blocking front court for them now too doing this and keeping horford i thought was interesting yeah i agree with that uh that they didn't really lose any of their front court players i mean even like even like a grant williams who's probably just gonna go somewhere else uh as of now it's still there but yeah. I, I disagree, man. This overall for Boston, this doesn't excite me. It mm-hmm. doesn't really interest me. Like, mm-hmm. and I guess we flipped because you've been kind of the Boston hater and I've been defending them excessively. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I like this for Przingis, but I don't think that it makes them that much better because I, I don't think they'll use him any different than they use Horford. I think that's, but, I, I think that's a, uh, I don't think that's smart to do. I think he's so much better than Horford, but they're going to use him like Horford. It really pisses me off that I agree with that. Yeah, like that—that's why I'm not excited at all. Because, Mm -hmm. like the the smart bet is that he's coming in and he's going to do exactly what Horford did. Mm -hmm. My problem is Horford is versatile defensively. Porzingis is not. Right. You know, I don't really. You protect the rim very well with just Robert Williams out there. Like, it doesn't really make sense to add another rim protector to that. Yeah, and they both they can't both be in the paint all the time anyway. Right. So, so like, yeah. you know, the way I'm thinking about it, I don't really visualize you getting the best out of Porzingis. They won't get the best out of Porzingis. That, it, not with how the rest of the roster is. Like, Smart is probably the one player that would have gotten more out of Porzingis. <laughs> Than everyone else that they kept. Exactly, I. <laughs> that's t- exactly true, and yeah. and I'm looking at yeah. it like why, like now we're starting to get a picture of Boston's like off season I like plan, uh huh, and it's it's it doesn't make sense to me how your yeah. first instinct was to try to move Brogdon, like mm-hmm. for what? For, it didn't even make sense the packages I was seeing about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, now, it still might come. Yeah. But now you trade the heart and soul of the team. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you mentioned Boston fans being down on smart. I, I, yeah. I completely disagree. In my opinion, it looks like Boston fans like were miserable that he left. I, I've seen people like 
that weren't really surprised that he got traded. I was surprised, but I was surprised that me. other people weren't surprised. Insane. Like if Draymond, if it's hard to compare Draymond because he punched a teammate, but if he hadn't done that, like just try to pretend he didn't do something that blasphemous. Yeah, it would be it wouldn't make sense to even consider like Draymond leaving the Warriors. I agree. You know, smart, smart. It goes so beyond what he was actually contributing like to the team on the court. I agree. Yeah, Uh, that's why I mentioned him. He's the best guard defender in basketball, in my opinion. You lose that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's one of the most dynamic two-way guards in the league. So he could go toe-to-toe with like star players. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a lot of role players that could do that in, in any roster. Right. Again, we talked about this earlier. He was the one guy. Who, who had the fucking balls to call people out. Yeah. And it was genuine, and people responded, proving his leadership. I mean, yeah. they they used every ounce of his leadership to make that finals run. Yep. Yep. So to me... In, a lo- like, in more than one way. So to me, you're getting Porzingis, and that would have been cool two years ago. Everybody's mm-hmm. already assuming he's going to be hurt because he just stayed healthy for a year. Which is an outlier, not the norm. He's he's due for an injury, yeah. You know, unfortunately. There, so there's already like the negative connotation that he's going to be hurt. Robert Williams mm-hmm. is always hurt, so now your front court becomes like more frail. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the way I would put it, and why I don't like this move so much, is this is the first time Boston seems to be gambling. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're looking at their roster and mm-hmm. finally they're on your page and, and kind of our page where it's okay. We're not good enough. Like there, there's clearly an issue here that needs to be addressed, but mm-hmm. this, this like to look to trade Brogdon to trade smart is not the way like, this isn't the solution you needed. But the pro the problem is they were good enough. <laughs> Me and you both. I mean, you had them going to the finals all year. And I didn't like think that was, I mean, I kind of agreed with you. I didn't really want them to go to the finals, but I figured I that there was a good possibility they got to the finals and even won the championship because we know they're good enough. But it was a it was a heart thing. It was a team thing. And now seeing that they're just kind of loading, uh, loading up on talent by getting Porzingis. I like Porzingis a lot, so I do hope Porzingis does get a chance to like really do his thing. But I don't like him as Al Horford with... 2.0. I that's the first thing I said when I when they made the trade. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I didn't think... want to. I didn't want to like Im- immediately feed into that negative. Like, yeah, you know, they're probably not getting you know his best. But as I'm thinking about it, without Smart and probably without Brogdon, you're definitely not getting his best. Yeah, and that, unless you're getting really something like something really special for Brogdon. You know, I, you're not going to get a lot out of anybody on this team other than what they've been doing. It's just they're going to look the same with just a tall white dude out there this time. The other thing is, Smart, you remember last year when John Morant said that I'm good in the West thing? Yeah. You remember the one team he said he was worried about? Boston. So you traded the only guy on the team that can check John. Why would you do that? 
the only person on the team that can stop Ja, you trade him to play with Ja. It only <laughs> only person, basically the only person in the league that Ja was actually worried about was the defensive player of the year when he said that, and you just traded him to be Ja's teammate. That's smart, right? Yes, I, I just like <laughs> smart is as clearly a, a heart and soul of a team as any yeah. individual player, like the last decade. He is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to to move like, yeah, you're getting second round or you're getting first round picks for what? Like you're a contender. <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. you said, they're this close. Even with their yeah. flaws, they're this close. And this is the first offseason. Where it seems like they're looking at it like, yo, like, yes, we're really close, but let's just do something different. Like, clearly this core isn't it. It's not working. But yeah. between between Brown, Tatum, and Smart, it blows my mind that Smart – go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead and bounce to a fellow contender who, if we meet in the finals, to your point, will probably destroy us because they have him now. Exactly. Like, this is – this. I, I, I don't even want to talk about how easily po- positive this is for Memphis. Like, this is yeah. exactly the one player they needed. Yeah, this is this is absolutely positive, especially losing Dylan Brooks. You get basically, like, everything that Dylan – all the negatives Dylan Brooks has, Smart doesn't have. And he exactly. does everything else that he does well. Your, your one question last year was maturity and leadership. And you yeah. got the guy who probably brings more of that than any individual player possibly can. I think he, I think I heard a stat. He's like third in playoff games in the league right now. Like he, he, he's been the centerpiece of every Boston run since he got there. Yeah, other, I think other than like Warriors players, no one has played in more uh, yeah. playoff games than Smart. So yeah, I mean. That, Super mature, um, great competitor. And going to another team full of competitors. I mean, this is this is a really good trade for the Grizzlies. Like I said, Porzingis, yeah, he's more talented than everybody on the team, probably other than um, Brown and Tatum. But if you're not going to use him, and if they're not going to pass it to him, it doesn't make any sense. He's just a big guy. Just. To be standing out there jacking up threes to floor like, like said, every other big other than Robert Williams does on this team, right? So, yeah, it doesn't really change how they play. It just puts a different guy out there. And you know honestly, <clears throat> I don't ahead. know if he'll shoot that much better than Horford. I mean, I, exactly. I know he can shoot that much better, but I don't know if he will. I mean, he's going to take less threes probably than he ever has. So, I mean, that's part of the skill of like a role player. Like Horford can get four shots and and contribute at a high level. Yeah. What the fuck are you getting from Porzingis if he's out there for 10 shots? Nothing. He's getting fucking cooked by, you know, all these small, all these small lineups. Yeah. So I'm, I'm frustrated by Boston. You know what they're, it seems like they're doing now that I'm kind of thinking about it more. It's almost what? like they're overreacting to Derek White's playoff run. Like oh, they oh, definitely are. Oh well, Derek White is like one of the fucking better two way guards in basketball. So you know, smart. We'll fucking shop you, Brogdon, six man of the year. We'll shop you. I mean, yeah, they're they're choosing 
they're choosing um white over smart i mean obviously this move is choosing white over smart and and you're right they have been again same with the boston fans that i heard kind of being down on smart they were acting like Derek white is their point guard of the future i just don't i don't just don't know all the great point guards that played for Bro, the same huh? fans when Derek White first got there and couldn't hit a shot were calling for his job. Yeah. So it, it's like Marcus Smart has developed the loyalty of this fan base. Again, he's been like the the pinnacle Boston Celtic the last 10 yeah. years. Yes. He He's the first name that comes to mind when I think of the Celtics significantly before Tatum or Brown. Me too. Yeah. So... Uh, Congrats to Memphis, because this, to me, I mean, he's not a wing. I still would like to see them get a wing, Mm -hmm. but they found a way to get, like, everything that they possibly need from one acquisition. And I got no problem. If I'm an organization, two first-round picks for a player of this caliber, no no problem at all. If we're contending, no problem at all. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, now they just they could just shop for somebody with some length to, you know, easy. also replace what they had in Brooks, and that's easy. I mean, there's plenty of that out there. So, yeah, interesting trade. Um, I'm fascinated by how Memphis looks with Smart now. Me too. Me too. I'm fascinated to see if they get anyone else. You know what it is. What else they think they need to go. Uh, with this team and you know even though smart isn't a wing he's gonna be playing point guard for 25 games yeah he's gonna be so, guarding <laughs> wings whenever they yeah. need him to you know and that's fine and he could do that um lastly um john collins finally finally john collins has been traded it's been like five years of him being on the trade block i think he's only been in the league for six years of him being on the trade block, and uh, finally, he's traded to the Jazz for Rudy Gay and a second-round pick. Um, wow. Just just say that again. Who was he traded for? What was his value? Rudy Gay and a second-round pick. And Rudy Gay How is... How is Rudy Gay at this point? <laughs> I'm going to check. 36. I'm surprised they don't throw in his name. I guess he's normally not in the playoffs, but I feel like they always have like the the couple oldest players in the league list. Yeah, like he should definitely because he's been in the league forever. It feels like, and I and I don't think he was a one and done in college. I think he, which is just wild to think about because he's really been. I mean, he like I remember him in like 2010, 11 being like a premier player. Yeah. He did two years in college. Where did he yeah, go, he's, by the way? UConn. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2006. Yeah, it's been a long time, Rudy. 2006? He's been in the league since 06? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That is insane. Uh, and, and kudos to him because, like, He's kind of had the Vince like trajectory the last five to like seven years. Yeah. Uh, but but when I have seen him out there, and this includes, you know, fucking Spurs with bums out there, mm-hmm. uh, he's still he still could help teams. I think he may be the 
So Rondo and Lowry are still hanging in there. I mean, I guess Rondo's not in the league. Lowry is, though. Him and Lowry, the last players from the 2006 draft. Crazy. Brandon Roy. <laughs> Marcus All right, not to live in yeah. the past too too much. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have deep thoughts on this trade. Uh, Me either. I like like it for the Jazz. I like the Jazz. Um, I, I don't think the Jazz had like a good depth chart of power forwards. Um, so him with uh Markinen and um Kessler. Is that the big man? Yeah, yeah Walker. Kessler. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Walker. So I like it for them. I like it. I think they're an explosive team. Um, he's an explosive uh, power forward, so should be fun. He, he's going to have and some I'll highlights I'll put it like here. this because hypothetically I do like it. I mean, Utah, I really can't picture any pl- like individual player they bring in that I wouldn't like unless, yeah. unless it was like somebody I clearly hate, like a Nurkic. Uh, but then I would be very happy yeah. for Portland, most likely. But anyway, uh, yeah. this this is John Collins's last chance to show us that he's not a fucking bum. Yeah, he got to do like, more than just catch lobs. This like year. you know, to like Tobias Harris has regressed, and he's kind of like you know we don't really look at him like a good player. John Collins hasn't just regressed. John Collins has like like lost his skill essentially yeah and to your point to your point utah everybody thrived last year yep like they're an explosive team if you're a a young guy looking for a new role if you're coming in to help a team that's closer to the playoffs than we all thought Mm -hmm. i mean this is a perfect situation yes so Absolutely if we're is. if we're coming back to Utah like forty games through uh through the year and he's not in the fucking rotation, yeah, it's, that, it's really that'll bad. tell us everything. And he will fall out of the rotation if he plays like he did in Atlanta. Yeah, and they just drafted a power forward, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like you drafting a power forward and trading for a starting power forward at the same time. So that's interesting too. If he's not Markinen and, and Collins are like weird hybrid forwards. Yeah. So I do think they have like options they could play around, even if they have too many. Mm-hmm. But to your point, man, a lot of young guys fighting for minutes. The way Collins was playing, he's not getting those minutes. No, he's not. He's yeah. gonna have to fucking. He's gonna have to leave that Atlanta shit he was doing the last couple of years in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing is this team goes with a lot of guards. Like they they have a lot of four guard lineups with Sexton, Clarkson, uh, yes. THT, and all those guys. Like if they even that out a little bit, like two a wing and a big, maybe two big wings. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting. Um, I really like their their draft picks, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But I I like what they're doing. I like what the Jazz are doing. I think it's exciting. I think it's fun. Um, I can't imagine not having fun on this team. So, yeah, they're they're making rebuilding look fun. Yeah, they are. They are. Like it looks, yeah. they're making the process of like re restructuring a roster, which always looks of annoying or stressful or difficult. Yeah, Utah makes it look good. So the last couple of years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, that's it for trades right now, I believe, right? So far? Yeah. Okay. As far as massive stuff, definitely. All right. The draft. Obviously, the top five picks were kind of predetermined. Um, just to, it was just about which order they were going to go in. Uh, obviously, Wimby went to the Spurs. Hornets got it. Uh, got Brandon Miller at two. Blazers got Scoot Henderson at three, and then the Thompson brothers at four and five. Um, that's been like the top four, top five projected for like a solid two months. Um, the Brandon Miller Scoot Henderson thing was up in the air. It was about workouts, about what Jordan Michael Jordan liked, even though he's not gonna, you know, be running the team anymore. Which just, but which is just ludicrous that. Somehow it was it. like a contract thing that he was allowed to make this pick. Yeah. It's just, just, why would you even like press to make the pick if you're selling? There's so many weird questions about that. It was weird. Um, But I didn't think it was really like, I never thought they were going to get scoop. Like I heard they like scoop, but why would you get another point guard when your best player is your point guard already? It yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Or even yeah. two guard. Um, I I was hoping they would um set like a little bit of a precedent to you know we we've had some off court problems maybe we go for a top pick without off court issues yeah they didn't do that <laughs> uh, maybe uh, that's what why Jordan made the pick listen I, sure I'm not like I'm not writing issues. him off because he's he's had issues off the NBA court or off the basketball court but. He can ball. Charlotte, like, we got to get some, like, we got to get some organizational leadership. Yeah, they do. Because guys come to Charlotte young, and it's like they stay young in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And in the worst fucking way, like, I could possibly mean that. Like, the most immature aspects of their youth, that's what they fucking keep in Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Uh... I hate to say it's a little bit representative of how Charlotte really is, but I'm not going to go there today. Uh, the scoop pick was interesting to me because even though the Blazers are like straddling the rebuild, are we going to rebuild? Are we going to um, like really start over, reset after Dame or keep Dame and form around him? So I think that was an interesting pick, especially for them to keep it. Uh so I thought that was interesting as far as the top five goes. But let's move. We can move out of the top five. Um, Any picks that you noticed that you really liked? I'm surprised the guy you were uh, you were hyping up went to Utah, man. I love it. Yeah. I, love it. I actually wanted you guys. I wanted the Wizards to get him, but I, I love it going to the Jazz. Interesting. Yeah. Um, besides that stuff in the first round that was interesting to me, I mean, all these guys, like even the guys I liked or didn't like, I only saw, you know, pieces of, um, but the, the UCLA guy going to Miami, Jack, Jack Wes, uh, junior, he looked NBA ready last year to me. He did. Uh, it was more so like, he's, I don't know. I'm not sure athletically how he'll keep up. Mm-hmm. But he's going in a situation, if he's ready to play in year one, he'll play in year one. If he's ready to play in year three, he'll play in year three. So uh, he, that kind of worked he out for him. He had made that work. 
he'd have made that work for you know a few times. Easily. Guys who aren't all that athletic when they get there, they figure it out somehow. Yeah, in Miami, somehow they get like three draft picks, three uh, undrafted guys, and their roster's not too full. Right. <clears throat> but um, yeah. Besides that, you know, the the Murray brother to Portland, I think, is interesting. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, Nick, uh, the Arkansas guy, the second one, Nick Smith Jr. Yeah. Curious how he fits in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to your point, they do have a lot of guards, but that's another thing. Like guards, good guards find playing time in Charlotte. They do. Yeah. That's one thing they don't normally sit. So uh, I like right. that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have uh, you any other guys you you're interested in? Um, I do like the Imani Bates going to the Cavs. Uh, I know they probably won't use him right away because they're still going to force what they have, unfortunately. Uh, but I do like like that because if he does become NBA ready within the next two or three years, obviously he has to gain some weight. He's still really skinny. Um, if he becomes NBA ready, I think he's someone who can contrib- contribute to a roster. He's a fantastic shooter, good scorer. Um, like you mentioned, I really like Taylor Hendricks going to the Jazz. I really liked him wherever he went because he's super versatile, um, great shooter. I think he's he's the only player last year to have as like as many blocks, dunks, and threes as he had. Like no player with as many blocks as he had had as many dunks and threes as he had. So that just shows his versatility on both ends. Um. I think Grady Dick is a perfect fit for the Raptors. Uh, long shooter. I think that's kind of something that they they were missing, like a real knockdown shooter. Um, yeah, some of the other ones is like, yeah, I see what they were doing, but you know, I don't really see a lot of like uh, guys getting heavy minutes from this draft. Not a lot. Maybe ten. I could see maybe ten of these guys coming in and getting playing time right away. For the vast majority of these picks, I don't think that there's a lot of space in the in the league right now. For yeah. uh, uh, I'll tell you what, guys. Indiana had a bunch of picks. Mm-hmm. They're uh, the top ten pick that they got looks trash. And it, and this the, is pure. Uh, I'm being a pure hater. The center from France, I think it is. Oh, oh, Bilal. Yeah, yeah. looks trash. Uh, I, I didn't him. see anything I liked. They traded him to the Wizards, right? I didn't even see that. Or maybe it was traded before the pick. I'm not sure. I know. I know. But either that way, pick... Indiana had like four other picks of dudes I'd never heard of. Yeah. And it's like they kind of went. They kind of have the depth to, to play these guys. Um, I'm interested to see what they do just because they have so many pieces. I feel like Carlisle does that. Get some random guys just to just to see what's going to happen sometimes. But yeah, I'm curious to see that as well because I have seen moments where they bring guys off the bench that I never heard of and all of a sudden they look great. Um, so I, I'm nah, interested in yeah, that too. Did. I didn't even see we traded for him. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I like... Uh, <laughs> Andre uh, Jackson, I think he's going to. I think he got traded too. 
I think he's going to the Magic, maybe. Oh, Milwaukee. I, I like him. I think he's a good pickup um, for Milwaukee. Really athletic. They, they've been kind of getting those athletic guys that aren't really good shooters a lot lately. Um, I do like uh, Brooklyn snuck in uh, Jalen Wins- Jalen uh, Wilson at the end of the second round. Mm-hmm. He's going to fit them one. nicely. <clears throat> a yeah, lot of a small ball options there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so um, not that eventful of a draft, especially when we all kind of knew who was going in the in kind of the whole top the whole top twenty, I think was pretty accurate as far maybe not where they went, but as far as who was gonna be in the top twenty, I think I kind of knew everyone that was gonna be in the top twenty relatively early, yeah, um so not too many surprises it's gonna be interesting i it, most of these guys are guys that we gotta see actually there. I don't see a lot of immediate impact guys outside the top three. I so. do feel bad. I feel bad that like when guys like Wembenyana come in, like the yeah. the rest of the class gets like overshadowed by the fact that Wembenyana might be the next go. Yeah, I mean, look at how many guys backed out of the draft this year. Most I've ever it was seen. A lot. It was a lot. I think because they knew, like, all right, well, I'm not going top twenty. Well, why bother at this point? Um, yeah. That's what I feel a, bad because the hype is is pretty unfair to him to Wembanyama. Yeah, if he comes in and plays average, all of a sudden though, the the people are gonna go crazy. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure what people are expecting out of the Spurs. You know, oh, I nothing. think people think that just because you're good, no matter what team you're on, you can still be really good. But if the team is really, really bad, you emphasis still, you on really, really. Like they're not, yeah. they're not like um like the Raptors bad or like like they're they're fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you mentioned the Wiz Beal hasn't been on the worst team because the fucking Spurs have been horrible. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Uh, but Spurs, they trade tough. every time someone gets good, they trade them. The Spurs, or they just right. like release them. It's tough because I just want to see him healthy. I mean, seven five. It's scary to even like. You know, consider him playing that many games a year. Yeah, but I just can't visualize who he's going to pass the ball to. It's going to be Vassell, uh, Vassell, and fucking Johnson, Keldon Johnson, and that's it. Yeah, it might be a big three forming in San Antonio. Who knows? No, (laughs) Vassell. Hey, Vassell was killing people all last year. I mean, it didn't matter. He was great. Empty calories, but still, he was fantastic. Not all year, but he, but uh, when he played, he did. The picture of everyone at the draft, I'm looking at it right now. Like it looks insane. <laughs> He's so much taller than every yes. all the other guys. They, dude, they gotta stop interviewing him with normal people. That shit looks like it doesn't look. It looks weird. Yeah, he's so tall. Like the other guys don't even look like NBA players. Like he's that much bigger than all of them. So, yeah, I never it, seen somebody uh, live up to the the height like hype. Yeah, like normally yeah. anybody that's big, they overestimate the size. Here, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the clips of him like dunking, standing up, and it looks legit because he's just so fucking massive. Yeah, he is. 
He absolutely is. You see his fucking. You see him grip the basketball. It, it looks like it looks like an alien hand. <laughs> yeah, it, him shaking people's so hands long. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's gonna be very I'm interesting. Excited, I'm excited for the summer league to see more of some guys. Um, for sure. Hopefully, more guys play this time than uh, than usual because a lot of times, like the top 15 guys don't even play. But I hope more sure guys play overseas and all the the G League and the pro guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see a little bit more of them against each other. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else we got? Uh, guys available, free agents. Yeah, let's get into free agency. Free agency starts Friday. Um, there is a lot of big names, relatively big names available. Um, <clears throat> did you uh? So you did you rank some guys, or have some names to throw out? No, unfortunately, I forgot. I I have some I have some that I think. So I I made a short list of guys that I think actually could impact a lot of teams, because of course, there's names like uh, we got Kyrie, we got Harden, stuff like that. Those guys who obviously are the two best players available, but as far as fit, they're they're not they're not the easiest fit for teams, you know. Um, I think Chris Middleton is probably the best available as far as easy like plug-in players. I think he fits where, anywhere. Yeah, where any team that needs it, any team that wants to get him, you get him and he'll find a way to fit in because he's just a great shooter, great size, great length, um, yeah. really good defender, underrated defender, I would say. So he's I would put him at the top of my list. Then obviously we have Jeremy Grant, another guy that could fit anywhere. Uh, we've already seen it. Every team he's went to, he's had a really good um, uh, contribution. I think last year was a little rough because Blazers are in such a bad spot. I think uh, they didn't really have him to start the year out to really uh, like feel, um, get a feel for how to use him. Um, if he went back to the to the Blazers, I think they'd have a better shot at him uh, at using him right next year, but. Guys like that are hard to make those mid-season trades or, um, you know, early in the season trades to, uh, yeah, hard, hard to make it work. Um, Kuzma, I feel like we've talked about Kuzma a lot already. Maybe not. It's such an easy fit. Like on the contenders, missing a piece or two. Like yeah, he's just the like the clear cut piece. Yeah, he's a clear two through four. Very good, you know, both ends two through four. Um, great shooter, great scorer, uh, underrated rebounder. I would say yes. he, um, he can thrive at different play styles too. He can, and he can score from a lot of different places. Uh, like even Chris Middleton, I mentioned, like I just mentioned, but I think Chris Middleton's scoring spots on the floor are somewhat limited sometimes. I don't I don't feel that way about Kuzma at all. Any any spot on the floor you put Kuzma, he's a scoring threat. It, an it's elite more scorer. so with Middleton, like it, it it's more so of like the the play style. Mm-hmm. And and some of it is him. I don't think it's like all Milwaukee's fault. I do think he's a little stagnant. 
mm-hmm. of like abusing the mismatch. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one thing I love about Kuzma is like he's just a really active player. He is. He absolutely is. And he kind of by default was forced to be a number one for Washington, and he still never sacrificed the activity. Mm-hmm. So so he's gonna come in wherever and and just contribute. Like I know for a fact he'll contribute in some way. Yeah. Yep. Um also Cam Johnson, who's a restricted free agent, another guy is just like, I mean, what team who wouldn't want Cam Johnson at this point? Fantastic shooter, great catch and shoot shooter, runs the floor well, sneaky athletic, has uh, really good defense, long, versatile defense. Another guy, two through four, like easy two through four player. Um, he's been that way since college. He he's just I don't think that Brooklyn's gonna let him go unless they have maybe a trade for him. Um He's going to be a massive pickup for somebody if it's not Brooklyn. I agree. Massive. I, I, I'd i be surprised if Brooklyn didn't try to match it uh, if if they yeah. could. Uh, but yeah, he is going to be massive. Um, I think that's I think that's all I have right <clears throat> now. Any other names you want to mention? Um, well, there's a couple of interesting, like, ongoing situations. Like, Josh Hart has a, a, a group. They – the Knicks and Hart have agreed to like extend the deadline for his opt-in. Yeah. He's another guy. If by some miracle and, and if he becomes a free agent, it'll New York will most likely pay him. Yeah. But he's a guy, I mean, I'm I'm willing to put up the bag to get. Yeah, I agree. You know. Uh there's another guy that we're uh, still figuring out the um Oh, another guy who opted in that I actually was kind of a sleeper wing was uh, Horton Tucker. Oh, really? He he opted into his he, Utah? He opted in, so he'll be back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like a super low-key news story. But uh, mm-hmm. he opted into his $11 million, so he'll be back with Utah next year. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I know um, Clarkson has a player option as well. He hasn't opted yeah, in yet. But, but with, with Horton Tucker, it's really because he's at that point where like he could have got a, a decent like role player contract this year, mm-hmm. but he's taking a any he, because he trailed off at the end of the year. It kind of yeah. like it kind of not ruined, but it kind of lessened people's belief that he's progressing as a player. Yeah. And, and I think this is a good bet for him, like on himself that he could have mm-hmm. a good year and then mm-hmm. come into free agency the following year and really be valuable and really be like a key piece for somebody. Yeah. Especially yep. in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I like that. I like how he handles the ball for them too at, at a shooting guard spot, which I think is yeah. a uh, slept on need in the league. Because yeah. a lot of times, especially now, a lot of point guards are, you know, top – top two or three on a lot of the teams right now so yeah. you need that second ball handler to help get the point guard open like you know like a Steph like a Dane and, and to be honest with you like with how much we've complained about teams not having point guards and the point guard position kind of dying like mm-hmm. if if I'm you know acknowledging that as an organization I'm looking for guards or for wings that could be playmakers for yeah. for combo guards you know because now I want everybody handling the ball. Yeah. 
if yeah. they're capable. Right. Right. Comes down to the decision making at that yeah. point. But it's you know, it he is a high IQ. I think I think he's a really, really good pickup. Uh yeah. glad the Jazz kept him. Um I'll another, say another one, guy. Go ahead. Oh Bruce Brown, um, NBA champion, unrestricted free agent at the moment. Um, no shot Denver lets him go. Well, Denver can only offer him seven point eight million. Ooh, uh, he might because he's yeah. he's another guy who I'm dropping the bag to get him. They can. The thing is, they can give him a one year now and then get him on bird rights next year, uh, because of how his last contract was. So he can get a larger deal only from Denver next year, or he can go get a larger deal right now than 7.8, which is tough. He, he's someone that is, it is kind of tough because some of these guys like him are in a weird spot because, yeah, you really need him, but it's hard to want to offer him as much money as you would pay someone that like would be your second leading scorer when he's really not yeah. going to be that. You know, you really have to like have the idea in place for how he's going to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's more so like I trust him to fit in everywhere, but I don't trust a lot of the teams to fit him in. You know, to the best of his ability. Right. It and like you said, how how are you going to use him, and do you really need him? That's what right. it comes down with teams for him. Like, yeah. Bruce Brown wouldn't be nice on any team. He would work on any team, but do we need him for that much money? Can we f- figure something else out? You know, he is good, but you want to keep your stars. He's just not a star, but he is a top, top contributor. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of guys like that. I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. I mean, Josh Hart's kind of like that too. They're just they're just hard to spend as much money as they probably really are worth on. Uh, like in the right situation, overpaying those guys, you look like a genius, you mm-hmm. know, because they do provide like that value again in the right situation. Yeah, until it comes to where either they age and now you're looking for an actual star player, and then you look at the contract and say, Man, we're paying Bruce Brown 25 million, we can't get Damian Lillard for 40 million right now, yeah. and then. When you tell all the fans, sorry, we can't get Damian Lillard because we pay Bruce Brown too much, then it looks it looks nuts. Yeah. It's happened man, it happened recently. I don't remember what team that was. Not too long ago that happened, but that's how it goes though. That's how it goes with guys like him, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna some be other fascinating names. if he goes somewhere else. Yeah, it could be. Who who was the other name you were gonna say? Well, the Lakers are kind of going through the rounds with their guys. Yeah. Uh, bringing, like, Vanderbilt seems like a scrub, but I would have loved him anywhere. Yes. You know, he's just, like, a good fit, even if he doesn't play yes. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they fit quickly made Rui and, and Austin Reeves restricted free agents. Yeah. Had, had to be done. I, I get it. Yeah, so they got Reeves and Rui as restricted, and D'Angelo Russell is unrestricted right now. And to um, me, like they're these moves kind of show me a self awareness that I don't see from Boston, you know, mm-hmm. for example. But they're like clearly they're properly valuing who was a key contributor and like yeah. deloading who maybe was kind of a bonus. 
Right. Right. So uh, the Lakers are are moving like an organization I could trust. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll just throw out some other names, some other name, uh, big names. Um, Karis LeVert, Christian Wood, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. I, I would imagine the Clippers try to figure out how to get him back because I, I think he looked pretty good for them at the, um, in the playoffs. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, you mentioned Rui. Grant Williams is a restricted free agent. Dylan Brooks is unrestricted. PJ Washington is restricted. He's a nice pickup. Another guy that probably could fit any team if you give him, you know, enough space to. And I'm mature. curious because he's been improved. He had a very good year this past year. So he if did. that trajectory continues, he might be a very, a very good player for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to see him do that on another team. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'd be surprised if a lot of teams offer him, but um, I do think he's a, he could help a lot of teams. Uh, just mentioned D'Angelo Russell. Oh no, D Rose. Yeah, he's is he he's unrestricted, right? Yeah, I think they declined his uh, the offer or whatever. The mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, fifty. He was going to make fifteen million. Yeah, uh, Harrison Barnes. Is, he could, yeah. Harrison Barnes is unrestricted. Um, Nikola Vucevic is unrestricted. Brooke Lopez is unrestricted. Jakob Podol is unrestricted. Uh, Draymond, we didn't we didn't mention Draymond, but he's unrestricted as well. He's gonna Fred be a guy. I, I can't even visualize him anywhere else. So until he goes somewhere else, I can't even like predict that. Yeah, him going somewhere else is gonna is like Hakeem Olajuwon going to the Raptors. It's gonna be yeah. We're gonna have to in depth discuss how like he completely changes the team's dynamic in so many ways. I don't know if it'll be good or not. I also don't know that it'll be <laughs> hypothetically. I won't have a good reaction to most places he could go. Yeah, uh, same. Because I'm thinking through all the contenders. I can't think of a contender where. I say, man, if they if they could get Dream on, that would be nice. I can't think of that for any of the contenders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fred Van Vliet, I think he's gonna be interesting. Um because he's a better playmaker than he like than he was used on the Raptors. Cause they didn't really use him as like a assist guy on that team, even though he could get good assist numbers. Um I also think he's a more controlled scorer than he was on the Raptors. I could see him on a team like Boston being a good floor general and just being a guy who hits shots when he needs to almost kind of like Kyle Lowry, like a Kyle Lowry kind of thing for a lot of teams, big shot maker, clutch player. Um, but the defense is, is going to be rough. Uh, so we'll see about that. I, th- I think he could help some teams. I think he's going to be an interesting pickup. And then we got Kyrie and James Harden, of course. Um, there are there are more to lo- that list. Uh, that's just some big ones. Um, what teams do you think? Give me two or three teams that you think should be most active right now 
in a, like this free agency. Just active in general? Um, no, for free agency, for free agents. Ooh, free agency specifically. Memphis has to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because it's like one guy, the right guy, and you're good. You know, even if it's not the top names, like there's so many options for them. Uh, mm-hmm. The Clippers should be active. You know, mm, obviously okay. it better not be a fucking wing. But you you named it like four different centers who would be fire additions for them. Yeah. Uh Clippers uh East team. Mm. I don't really I don't really have an East team in mind that I feel I guess Cleveland. Cleveland has to be active. If Cleveland got Bruce Brown. Oh my god. Oh my god. That would be a perfect, absolute perfect fit. The East is gonna be a like a fucking battle every round if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what they're missing. And Levert being unrestricted, they lose a I mean, he was getting paid a lot from that one fantastic year he had. He had a huge contract. So yeah. they get a lot of cap space losing him, and they already had a lot of cap space. By letting go of Love and somebody else, they let go. I did forget um, that Love, even though like in the moment it was a bad move, mm-hmm. they did save a lot of money letting him go. They did. So the Cavs have a lot of money coming into this uh, offseason, at least in my mind. I didn't look it up, do the calculations or anything, but I think that they have a lot of money to play with. So I'm looking at them getting two or three guys this offseason. Yeah. Three solid guys, and they got aging guys that I think they could easily just let go. Like I, I like Rubio, but I'd be surprised if they keep Rubio. You know, going into next year, um, yeah. some of those other Robin Lopez, I'd be surprised if he's still there. So some of those guys, I think they could drop even more cap. I'd say, I definitely say Cleveland. I'd say Atlanta is another team that I think. Um, now you let go of Collins, which is another big cap move. Rudy Gay only makes six million a year, so uh, you got a lot of space to play with there. I think they could get another couple wings, um, replace the power forward spot because right now I don't know who would play. I guess move Hunter down, maybe. Yeah, they they got honest, guys. Uh-huh. I'm 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 okay with Atlanta running it back mostly the same way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh because i just a good off season under quinn snyder like i do think there's something there between trey and Dejounte. not yeah. saying quinn's a good coach he's not but yeah like the continuity seemed to be developing for atlanta uh-huh. and like uh-huh. even though they lost to boston like this it was one of the more encouraging series they've had yeah as far as like just their ability to to play in the playoffs, their ability to adjust, their ability mm-hmm. to like get the rest of the roster involved. They showed me a lot of good things. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So yeah. so the selfish voice in me wants them to just kind of run it back. Cause I do mm-hmm. want to come back and eventually be like, yo, that DeJounte trade like was the was the perfect move. But it Yeah. I, we haven't been proven right yet. Yeah. It- that's the tough part. I, and when I think they should be active, I don't mean, you know, go for, uh, you know, someone's too big, but some of these names, I just think 
just easy. on there. I just can't imagine them not working. Like, I think Grant Williams would be really solid for them. I think, um, obviously, Chris Middleton would be really, really, really solid. I think Christian Wood would be cool for them. I, I, I just think how their team is with, with the two guards and Capella, a really good shot blocker. Those other two positions, I, I just think they can play with it a lot, especially with how Quinn Snyder plays. Um, yeah, with a lot of versatility. Grant Williams was, was is a perfect Quinn Snyder player too. Yeah, uh, guard a lot of positions, just take corner threes, never actually play inside. <laughs> That's his game. So, uh, yeah, yeah I it, I just think it would be interesting if they were really active. Um, Dallas, Dallas has to be active. They have to do something. Now they lost yeah. Kyrie. You know, maybe. Um, it's, it's not looking good. Not looking I, good I, at honestly, all. Honestly, man, I, I disagree. Dallas is in... Um, Dallas is, like, as stuck as you could be uh, mm-hmm. as far as, like, your, your... Everything about your organization is dictated now by the star player. Mm-hmm. So, like, if Luka comes in in shape, They'll go on a run with no pickup, no offseason pickups. They're losing the Wood and Kyrie, though. <clears throat> they were about as good as without them as they were with them. What's the difference? They, well, the problem the problem isn't so much them; it's the fact that everyone else is getting better in the in the West. I agree with that. That they yeah. should be very like from their perspective. I'm completely with you that like. We're kind of stuck, and like a lot of these ros, even the rosters that didn't go to the playoffs are getting way better. Yeah, like the Jazz just got better. Right. Portland- OKC's right there. I mean, you know, a lot of yeah. these teams are. Are Portland is trying to do things. Houston has got a ton of talent. San Antonio OKC- just got a prodigy. Like, yeah, and they're the only ones that are kind of the outside looking in. OKC was two games ahead of them, and Holmgren is coming back. Like, exactly. you know, they're second pick of the draft is coming back like um pelicans hopefully will get healthy eventually um but, but my problem is like no matter who you, you're not bringing in like a Kyrie level player unless it is Kyrie that you're bringing back <laughs> it would be like just stupid yeah. if it was Harden who came in after Kyrie you know <laughs> even it though would, I do feel would, like Harden, Harden and Luca would, would work weird. a little bit better it probably would but it would be weird at first um, but I mean I mean, even with these guys, like let's say they got, let's say they got Kuzma and um, Brook Lopez. They're a completely different team. But if a much Luka better. Is team. on some bullshit. Are they? I think so. I think so. I just feel like they're so consumed by like how good Luca is as a yeah. just the way they play, the way they make moves. The way they mm-hmm. think about the roster, I mean, yeah. To be honest with you, my my biggest issue is not that they they're too like centered around Luca. It's mm-hmm. that they don't they haven't shown like the the self awareness to adjust around that. Yeah, like, yeah, they, that's true. All the moves they've made since Luca's been there have pretty much been negatives. <laughs> yeah. Like more than pretty much, and and Absolutely the, the good negative. moves they've made, you know, like McGee for picking up like McGee, you don't play him, right? So I thought 
even their draft picks. I thought Jaden Hardy was a great draft pick, and they he, they never use him. I mean, they do use him. He goes he off. Played, he played well. <laughs> yeah, he looks fantastic. So, I, I'm honestly, man, to me, regardless of what Dallas is, one of the few teams that, regardless of what they do in the off season, I'm really only looking at Kid and, and Luca next year. I feel you. Yeah, that's because fair. they they have to set like a standard that they just like Luca specifically has it. Mm-hmm. To where we're just playing like Luca is just playing out there. There's no we're not competing. There's no hunger to win. There's no right. like frustration to prove people wrong. Even when, when I see them play, and not even a coaching thing, but the players out there, I guess it's a off the court, like not in game coaching thing, but the players out there don't look like they're like playing with strategy to win the game. It just looks like, yeah, they're playing hard. Everyone's hitting some shots, but like, I don't see the, uh, like, I guess to your point, the, them competing really, they're just playing. So yeah, that's that's true. It it is a culture thing at this point. And Luca is, is the center of the culture and he has to, make a change in how he is too you traded you traded one of the the most key vets you could have and brunson's not an old player but he's clearly a like a leader in a vet yeah didn't even trade him just let him go let him even worse even worse you let him fucking walk yeah which in hindsight that looks i mean it didn't look good in the moment it looks abysmal in hindsight especially if you don't keep Kyrie, it really looks bad. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a Dallas fan, I'm watching every Knicks game with disgust. Mm-hmm. Every the single play- one. the whole playoffs with whole disgust. Playoffs. I'm I'm not here because and this guy brought me here. Yep. Uh, and he wasn't even that yep. expensive. No. No. It's with the current market, like, dude, was it really that expensive to pay him? Hell no. No, it wasn't. And if they end up paying Kyrie Irving. Wow. wow. They might. Like I said, might. like I said, every move they've made since Luca got there has been either minimized or wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's ridiculous at this point. It is. Uh, and lastly, I, the Warriors need to be active. The Warriors have, um, they have to make some moves more uh, where they are. They got to get it. They got to get back to, their depth has to get back to like where we can plug everybody in. And it, we still look like the starters because they definitely lost that last year in the worst way. I just, I, I used to love when they would play like the splash brothers would be in. They, the ball was flying all over the place. The splash yeah. brothers come out. The ball is still flying all over the place. Yep. And now definitely lost that. Yeah, it's just so inconsistent, and there's so many reasons for it. But I hate all of them. Like I, every single one that, every single reason that prevents them from moving the ball, it, it frustrates me. Do you think trading pool will, um, trading pool alone will change that? I do. Okay. I do because I think CP. Uh, CP such a vet, like in kind of the point he is in his career, he's he's going to mm-hmm. come in and buy in 110%. Yeah, I agree. 
And and it'll mm-hmm. just even if he doesn't play well and even if he's hurt, like him buying in that definitively and him, I'm sure he was gonna be on the same page with Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. I think that'll rub off on their young guys so much more than any talented thing Poole did. I agree. You, you know, one more thing I want to mention before we go that's dangerous about the Bruce Brown situation. Okay. He's already won a championship. So a guy like him normally, like take this last season away. Normally a guy like him would say, okay, I can fit any team. Let me go ahead to a championship team. I'm not going to get like a huge payday, but let me go to a championship team and let me just contribute and find some stability here. But now that he's won a championship, he probably will be looking for the big money because he doesn't need to like go join a contender for yeah. or be a part of a dynasty. He's good. He's he been got proving got himself ring. at every level. Yeah. So, so I, I do agree with you. I can see that. But you know, he he has to he has to keep being smart. He can't just take like forty million from the the magic and like. Well, you know, yeah, that's just crazy. But would is there a contender you think shouldn't overpay for him? Like if they had the funds, hypothetically, but still shouldn't. Um, the Suns. The Suns better stay away from him. The Clippers more so because of everything else they've done. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Suns, the Clippers. I don't think should. Um, Boston, please do not do that. Boston probably will try, but they shouldn't. Philly, Philly else, shouldn't either. Uh, I would like it if Philly did actually. Yeah, you he, might be right because he'd come in and make all those guys look shitty. Yeah, all those guys that I'm trying to defend and and hopefully yeah. will be successful in defending next year under a new coach, uh, Bruce Brown would come in and make them look shameful. Yeah. Now, Chicago is not really a contender per se, but I think that they would do it, and I hope they don't. Um, playing teams, I don't think any of the playing teams should do it, should, tr- should get them. The Lakers, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Dunder, the Hawks. Mm, he might help the Hawks, but Miami, Toronto, Chicago, none of them should overpay for Brown. None of them. Because he doesn't really move the needle enough. He's not what they need to move the needle. But the guys, the other teams, I, I don't mind. If Sacramento overpaid him, I, I would like it. If Memphis overpaid him, I would love it. Yeah. If Golden State overpaid him, I would love it. Knicks, Knicks shouldn't do it. The Knicks shouldn't do it because they if they heart, can get heart, heart is very similar. Him, yeah, uh, maybe not like he doesn't have the point guard capability that Brown has. Not as good uh, of a scorer either, and like Brown yeah, could hit, but it's hit jumpers. <laughs> it's like the same, more so just his presence than what he's actually doing. Yeah, the uh, impact is yeah. there. Uh. Well, yeah, and I and even though I think he would fit Cleveland really well, I don't want Cleveland to to bank to break the bank for him. I don't think he's what I do. You do? You want them yeah. to break the bank for him? Yeah, he's he's similar to Smart, being like the one individual player that could fill everything Memphis needs. I think Bruce yeah. Brown fills every 
possible thing Cleveland missed. He can't fix uh, Jared Allen and Mobley being soft. I'll, I'll give you that. He can't fix that. That's true. But mm-hmm. he'll try, like knowing how aggressive he is, yeah. like he'll just attack and say, y'all get on the glass. He might come in there and lead the team in rebounds <laughs> with exactly. Allen and Mobley out there. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he if they did it, I, I would like it, but I still don't really want them to. But if they did it, I would still be excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Gonna be a fun, fun free agency. I wonder if it's gonna be one of those where it all happens like Friday night. We see all the moves, or it's gonna be like the towards the last day where it was like, um, I think it was like a weekend, like the year before last. I think it was like a weekend, and like for some reason that one day they went crazy. You remember? No, I think that? it's gonna be quick. You think but it's I do be remember. Early? Yeah. I think first two days we're gonna have like all the main moves. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like so what too. are these dudes doing? They're not waiting till the fucking time, you know, the actual date to decide where they're going. Like I'm sure most of these guys have a a pretty set, maybe top two, whether mm-hmm. they're gonna go. Yeah, and I think really, it's probably only four of these guys that I would say are really like. Uh, have broad options. Like really, yeah, really need to like go meet with their options. Yes. Kuzma, Kuzma yeah. uh Middleton. Yeah. I, I would I would put Van Fleet in there. Uh I I wouldn't, but I, I'm not mad at it. I, <laughs> Who I are your other two? Up there. I'd say Kyrie and Bruce Brown, honestly. I'd still say yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think Kyrie still really cares about his image as far as like a as being a his image on the court. Of course. So I do think he cares where he goes, and I do think that the team really needs to have a conversation with him before <laughs> they start. Yeah, the meetings are with everybody else. It's more of the guys meeting with teams to figure out their options. With Kyrie, he has to convince people to give him options. <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure Uh, he can. That's kind of, to be honest, that's one of the most fascinating things in this free agency. Is somebody dumb enough to give Kyrie a long deal? Oh, for sure. Because at this point, like, it's pure stupidity. And what I love about it is that the answer is for sure. It's not like a, with, with Russ, it was kind of a maybe. With Wall, it was a big maybe. And their situations weren't the same where they were still a high-level player necessarily. But this, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, giving Kyrie the bag is, like, pure red flag. It's pretty obvious Kyrie's going to L.A., right? I don't know, because L.A., like, the Lakers are starting to make competent moves. So I'm like, yo, maybe, maybe I underestimated their ability to just steadily build a good roster. I don't think they're gonna risk fucking all that up. If you had to lose um, Reeves and Rui, but you could get Kyrie, would you do it? No. What about just just losing Reeves? You keep Rui. You get Rui and Kyrie, but you lose Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't be too happy about it, but I'll take it. I'd take it too. 
<laughs> I'd say, bro, I'd take deloading and all his garbage play. And like deloading is worse play is worse than anything I've seen from Kyrie on the court. Mm-hmm. But that locker room headache, dude. I just, why? Like the Lakers or Clippers, why? He's right. not making you better. Like he's not making you better, significantly better from what you already are. Right. Just wouldn't make really anybody other than Dallas bringing him back. I, I don't really see like, what do you put? You're not putting fans in the seats. So I still would like Kyrie on the Knicks, but I think he's ruined his New York part. I'd like Kyrie in in just somewhere random. The Raptors would be cool. Yes. Um, give me a D'Angelo Russell team. Believe it or not, Sacramento. Mm, Okay, off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but in Sacramento, he'll play heavy minutes if he plays well. Mm-hmm. And he he like he naturally plays slow, not in a bad mm-hmm. way, like just to his pace. Yeah. And I actually think Sacramento needs a little bit of the like what the kind of player deloading is, the kind of player Kyle Anderson is, all the guys who you can't speed up. You know what I mean? Like the guys who are just yeah. always under control, always like looking to, to make the right play. Because because I don't want Sacramento as a whole to slow down. Right. I just want them to plug in high IQ players who could get the most out of other guys because of that. Yeah. And, and deloading, I think, is a good playmaker in, in a fast system. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'll be an easy fit for him. I got you. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's the Phoenix guard. I, I don't know if I like it. I hate it. I, I can tell you now. I think he's I think he's the Phoenix guard. I think it's coming. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, Frank Vogel is. Uh, does he have any hair left? I don't think so. Yeah, it won't be after this season for sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever hair he got left, that shit is gone. I also think he would be really solid on the Bulls, thinking that Lonzo doesn't come back because I don't think he is. He's not. You didn't see what they said, uh, right? I think it was right before the draft. What the vice president say? He's he's probably not playing next year. Is he ever going to play ever again? I didn't see about ever, but if he's probably not playing next year, I mean, he's not. That means he's not close. From the injury he had three years ago. Yeah. It means he's still like, he might need another surgery and he's had fucking like four. Yeah. You know, that the the degenerative thing, if I'm not even sure if that's what it is, but like anything Mm -hmm. with tissue, when it doesn't heal right initially, yeah, it's liable to just, yeah, you're liable to just be done. And and I fucking hate it because I was really excited about him as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, the Bulls are going to be kind of struggling to climb out of this uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I do think they'll look for other options at point. I don't know if Patrick Beverly is the starting point guard moving forward for them. I would I like deloading so. there. Um, but Derek Rose, man. I wanna I wanna see him go home. I don't know. Do you want Derek Rose to be on a contender more or do you want him to retire in Chicago more? At this point, you, uh at this point I'm choose. retiring Chicago. <laughs> You don't want him to chase chase the rings anymore. Well, nobody will really like the the clear contenders won't really give him a, a fair chance to like really help to actually play. Yeah, yeah. So it's I don't really care for him sitting on you know the Bucks if the Bucks make a fucking title run next year. Like he's just gonna be sitting there. I was gonna say I would like him on the Bucks. <laughs> If he played, he'd be nice on the Bucks. If he played, I I honestly can't think of a place I wouldn't like him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe Boston. True. I wouldn't like him in Boston. <laughs> no, I wouldn't like him in Boston. They wouldn't but take him in else, Boston. Anywhere else? Like honestly, why not? Yeah. Yeah. He could take we'll anybody's see. backup job. Like if if Tyus Jones was still in Memphis, maybe not. But besides mm-hmm. that, what backup point guard job isn't open to take? Right, that's true. You know, even like finals, Lowry, his job is up for grabs. You know, or Vincent, whoever they go with next year. I'd take Rose over both of them. Yeah, easy. I'd, yeah. I'd I'd bring in off the bench Rose before either of those guys. I'll put it like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I hope I hope man, he's not done. I hope I'm wrong, and and somebody, even if it's somebody trash. Go somewhere and play if it's trash. So I see him yeah. on the court a little bit more. Me too. I need to see it at least one more time. Um, all right, that's all I got for this week. Um, covered a lot today. Uh, yeah. Exciting free agency coming. Summer league is coming. I'm I'm gonna be really watching the summer league this year because normally I don't watch it because I kind of have a good grasp of how I think guys are going to be in the league. But this year, I have no idea. Other than, yeah, I really don't even know how Wimby is going to be in the league. Like, I know how he looks against the G League Ignite, but I don't know how he's going to be in the league. But I doubt if he plays in the summer league. But if he does, um, that'll be interesting. Um, might see him a for a game or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else. When does the basketball tournament start? The TBT. I do not know. I, I wait that's... for every year and I never know when it starts. It's just like I get surprised. I'm just flipping yeah. through the channels. Oh, TBT is on. I'll tell you what, man. For the people who have been starving for basketball. Yeah. Uh, and of obviously, we're, we're those people. I mean, I was like a week after the finals. I was like, oh, I don't have anything to watch tonight. Yeah. And like I had a shit to like options to watch. I just wanted to watch basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for all the people starving for basketball, man, the TBT is like is just exactly what you want. It is. It's Super it's really competitive, fun. To watch. So much talent. Uh, the teams are like I'm not even sure who coaches. Like a lot of times it's just the best player, or if yeah. it's like some random guy who can't play. But yeah. for some reason, they prepare for each other well. They they seem to like know the other players well. It, it's really competitive. Yeah, but I think they like sometimes it's 
it's uh, um like the oldest of the of the guys that yeah, like yeah. he graduated first from that college yeah, so yeah. he's now he's the coach and by the way i um, love the the like the alumni teams i love them i, I love fucking it too. love that it's so, so cool much. yeah I, I, it almost makes me mad when they like get someone else from like another school i'm like come on man keep it to the the alumni Facts. is weird I'm with you i'm with everyone's you. alumni but one guy yeah. um but it's july 19th yeah so it's that last month uh up until the pretty much the nfl season starts it's a lot of tbt yeah 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 it's still so far away but it's okay I'll be I'll be ready now. I always like seriously every year. I'm like, man, I can't wait for a TBT, and then I just never know when it's actually starting. Yeah. But anyway, um, thanks for listening as always. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, subscribe, follow us, all that good stuff, and we'll see you next time.